Hello, beautiful gay beings. This is Paul Angelo here from the Big Gay Family Social Program. If you'd like to meet gay men differently and experience a total makeover of your dating and relationships, join us at the Big Gay Family Social Program. Visit the website biggayfamily.com and forever remove all the frustrations and all the headaches and ghosting from dating. If you're new to my channel, please don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss out on the free workshops about spirituality, about sexuality, and about achievement that I'm going to be sharing with you on this channel. So hit subscribe and let's learn together. Okay, so now let's talk about the topic for the podcast. We're going to explore the rebellion against religion, rebellion that is very common in the gay world. We rebel against something that actually can help us. I did the same thing. I rebelled not only in my teenage years, but then when I came out and when I wanted to experience my gay sexuality, I, on top of that, rebelled big time against the concept of God, against Catholic religion, which is my foundation, my tradition. I'm from Poland originally. So I grew up in a very strict Catholic environment where my mother used to force us to go to church while she was watching TV at home. <laughs> which was kind of ridiculous. She was watching movies and then she told us, Paul, you have to go to Mass. And then we had to, of course, we were skipping Mass and we were asking other kids about the topic for the Mass and then we were tell that to our parents to give them the proof that we actually went to the Mass. But I was skipping most of it. And this is a typical masculine rebellion against forced religion. And I totally understand that. I totally get it. But then... I grew up and I became older and I started to have massive dramas. I started to have breakups. I started to have suffering. And then things started to change. So yes, I rebelled in my teenage years against religion. Then I rebelled the second time as a gay man because I thought that all the Catholic religions were against homosexuality. And I rebelled against it twice. And then I grew up. I started to learn about psychology and I came across the concept of psychological integration versus psychological alienation. And then I learned about the psychology of beliefs and then the personification of religious beliefs in the concept of God and how that is actually a psychological upgrade to our presence here on earth. That it actually has nothing to do with someone out there, some kind of religious ideal rejecting us or rejecting homosexuality or gay people or our sexual habits. No, it has nothing to do with that. Catholic religion and any kind of religion that you have grown up around only has things to say against who you are if you take it literally, if you take it the wrong way. Kind of like some people are so scientific about everything, they take things so literally that they reject concepts that are abstract, which most religions are abstract concepts. They're not supposed to be literal. They're abstract, and they address your psychology, especially at moments when you need someone or you need something very personal. And at that moment, you can connect yourself to that divine presence, and you can use it for strength. I'm going to give you an example in a moment. And especially in my 30s and really big time in my 40s, I started to explore 
the connection to God as a father figure. And I started to journal on a regular basis with the prompt, Dear God. And I started to discover that there is extraordinary power in believing that there is God out there who is a man, who is there to help you, who can be there for you. The concept of permanence is a very important concept in human development. Permanence meaning that there can be something that can be always there for you versus most human relationships, they come and go. In fact, most things in life, they come and they go. Everybody wants to have the kind of relationship that will last forever. All the gay men want to have this LTR, committed monogamous relationship that lasts forever. And despite all the desires for it, and despite all the things going well for you in that area, there can be a situation when everything falls apart just by the virtue of probability and random situations that destroy relationships that you thought would last forever. So nothing in life is permanent except for one thing. That's right, my friends, except for one thing. Your God, your father figure out there in the personification of a God, that can be something that's permanent. And that's why this is such an important theme in human consciousness, in human psychological development. Because if you get yourself psychologically prepared and psychologically ready for God, nobody can take that away from you. And that's why this is such a powerful concept. And that's why the most important kind of disempowerment out there is to take God away from human beings. Basically, they take God away in such a way that they, they actually brainwash people to believe that the presence of God is a bad thing, that religions are a bad thing. And that's not true. These are abstract concepts that have been developed over thousands of years that have to do with the concept of permanence. Someone can be out there for you, accessible forever, can be the source of strength, can be the source of the discovery process about what is good, what is bad. Morality, which is the question, what is good for me, what is bad for me, has its source in religions. And religions are abstract translations of psychological concepts. You can study all the psychology and get a PhD in psychology, or you can study all the religions, or you can believe in God, and it's the same path. Or it's a, it's a parallel path. You can, become a, you can have a PhD in psychology, or instead you can believe in the symbols given to you by religions. And the reason why those symbols are given to you by religions is so that people don't have to study psychology, but instead they are given moral code through symbols, through images, through personification of abstractions. I'll share with you a very powerful concept in terms of personal development that has to do with high performance, that has to do with completions of tasks, that has to do with achievement. So the application of the father figure can spread into every area of your life depending on how you want to use it, depending on the kind of exercises that you do. Prayer, for example, prayer is like affirmations. But prayer works better because prayer has in it a connection to a personified psychological concept in the image of God, 
in the image of a father figure, a masculine, a man out there. You can imagine your God as a man sitting on some kind of throne, looking down at you and passing down to you protection, caring, empowerment, giving you faith in your optimistic future. Yes, you can visualize that. And you can sit down quietly, close your eyes, and you can communicate with your God by saying, Dear God, I am suffering right now. Please help me. Dear God, I am now in the midst of a breakup. Please help me see the possibility of love in the future. You can have these interactions. These are called prayers. You don't have to have a scripted prayer, just like we are taught in school when we are kids. And I rebelled against that big time. I hated it. That's why I never got myself to read the Bible, because I don't want to be scripted in my interaction to that paternal father figure called God. I want to have a very customized, very personal relationship, the way that comes through from my heart, not the way that's given to me by some priest. And that's why I rebelled against it. And in fact, that's why most people that have strength, they rebel against that. Later in life, they discover that you can have a customized relationship with God and you can bring that presence into your achievement orientation and you can see God in every task. That every task that's difficult for you, it's not a task that's difficult for you. It's a task where there's absence of divinity, absence of God. So whenever I am in front of a very difficult and complex task, I look at that task as a conversation with God. And that's how I get the motivation to stay in that task because I introduce personified presence in that task. I am not engaging in just a task inside of a task that's very difficult for me or a goal that's very difficult for me. God is hiding in there. A man is hiding in there. The most beautiful man, the most powerful man is communicating to me through the most difficult tasks that I am about to take on. These are my goals. And so you can use the presence of God in very different ways. You don't have to be scripted. You don't have to listen to all the people that are telling you that Christianity rejects homosexuality and therefore you're going to reject this powerful presence. Don't listen to all of that. These are scripted, I might even say narcissistic people that take all these abstractions so literally and they use it to disempower you. A lot of the LGBT leaders are psychopathic and sociopathic and narcissistic and they use this scripted translation of every abstraction that has to do with religions and they take that away from you as a way to then institutionalize you. So they take away that customized relationship to God that you otherwise would have had and they replace it with institutions, with the LGBT community. Are you crazy? This is so primitive. You don't ever want to be institutionalized. They take the source of a paternal father figure away from you, that's God, and they replace it with the LGBT institutions. Can you see how disgusting that is? Can you see how very corruptive that will be to your psychic? your ability to achieve, to have power in your life. So anytime you have a scripted translation of God or any religion, you know that these people are psychopathic, sociopathic, and narcissistic. They want to control you. And what I'm here telling you 
is that you can have a very customized relationship to God that can be permanent, that nobody can take away from you. And that's where the power is in your relationship to the divine presence, to a paternal father figure that can always be there for you at your most challenging crises, in your breakups, when you lose your job, when you're running out of money, when you're about to lose something in your life. How are you going to get your power back? How are you going to stand up and look up and continue living? It's going to be difficult if you're alone, especially in today's world. Most people have loneliness. And so the connection to that paternal father figure, when it's customized, can be very loving, can be very caring, can be a substitute. Yes, this can be a temporary substitute for your romantic connections. You can have a journaling protocol every morning where you say, Dear God, today I need your help. Today I'm falling apart and I need you to keep me strong. Today I don't know how I'm going to continue and I need your presence to keep me together. Sometimes you can take this further and say, Dear God, I'm doing very well. Thank you. It's because of you I'm going to continue to stand up and look up and help other people. And if you're a high performer, you can say, Dear God, thank you for the power. Thank you for my strength. Thank you for my masculinity. Thank you for keeping me together. And now I can send your strength to other people and empower my community. Your connection to God Your connection to that abstraction that's personified, that can be very customized, is the greatest source of your strength and your transformation. And a lot of people want to take that away from you. And a lot of us have this naivete disposition towards that presence. And so we actually are sabotaging our lives by rebelling against that. The masculine rebellion is a natural tendency for men. It's a very common theme. So this is nothing unique, nothing strange about it. I just want to inform you that if you have rebelled against a religion that comes from your tradition, you're disempowered. And you have not customized that relationship. And that's why you rebelled against it. You thought it has to be scripted. It doesn't have to be scripted. It can be very customized. It can be very personal. You don't even have to tell anybody about it. You can keep it personal You can keep it to yourself. Don't share it with anybody. Who cares how you're going to customize that relationship to God or that paternal father figure? You can do it in your own way. You can say to people, I'm spiritual. If you find that other gay men are going to hold it against you, that you have those beliefs. Now, I am very courageous, so I'm sharing with you that over the years, I developed this connection to this Christian version of the God, even though I still believe in guardian angels, and I have four of them. I still believe in the zodiac sign empowerment as a Leo. I have the Chinese astrology reading that's been done by one of the members of the Biggie Family Social Program. And so I am a fire dragon. So I don't have to be very strict about having just one Christian God. No, I have multiple sources of that divine connection. And that's why in places where most gay men would fall apart, I don't fall apart. Sex has no power to destroy me. And that's very important. Sex, I'm going to repeat this, 
Sex has not destroyed me. Sex is not causing me any distractions. I don't spend hundred hours on hookup apps. I don't hook up. I don't look for sex as a substitute for emotional connections because I have these guardian angels. I have this connection to this father figure. Nobody will take away any of that from me. It's permanent. It will last forever, and it only gets deeper and stronger and better. I am not institutionalized. I am not living in the prisons of the LGBT institutions that want to take all of that away from you, and then control you with their phony philosophies. So every time you see absence of God, every time you see absence of religions, what you see is a scripted process. To institutionalize you, to imprison you, imprison your mind, to disempower you, to make you weaker, and there are so many books about the psychology of religious spiritual connections. There are so many books about the strength that's hidden in those connections. That at this time in human history, when we've had so much psychology and so much understanding of it. And all these psychologists and counselors and all these spiritual people, everybody has been communicating about this for now decades. We've had all the YouTube videos. All of that has been proven to be beneficial for you. So if you still continue rebelling against that, please stop, stop right now, stop this rebellion because it's going against your self-interest, and you'll be very easily manipulated, very easily controlled. And your rebellion is energy that you're wasting. It's like the inner child inside you has control over your adult self, and because you haven't been validated by other gay men, you immediately rebel against all the goodness out there as a way of having control over your future. So sometimes the rebellion is there as a desire to have control over your life, but it's an overexertion of control. You think that by rejecting God, rejecting all these religions, you're actually serving yourself, but you're not. It's a rebellion that has been corrupted. Now, in most cases, men arrive at this in their 40s and 50s. Suffering causes this. So I had a lot of suffering. I was almost killed. I had a gun pointed to my face. I was in situations that I lost things. I don't have love for my parents. They're both narcissistic. So this is very tragic for me. I've had a lot of dramas about that that I actually haven't shared with many of you. So I've had tremendous amount of suffering, and I had to sustain it. I have been abandoned by everybody, and I had to sustain growth and learning at moments of panic attacks, at moments of suffering. And I realized that this permanent connection to these divine beings, and also to that one God out there, and my guardian angels. That kept me together, when nobody else wanted to come and help me. And if I led the LGBT people to institutionalize me with all of their phony philosophies, I would never be able to sustain a business. I would never be able to have a healthy body. I would never be able to be who I am today. It's all because of those divine practices that I was able to stand up and keep myself together. I'd like to then empower you now to do the same. To learn about divinity, to practice spiritual practices, to have meditation, to have prayer, to have some kind of 
paternal father figure out there who's always there for you that nobody can take away from you. That's very important for the rest of your life. So, please, if you're still rebelling, please stop. Please stop. And if you need some training in this area, we have a lot of training like that inside the Big Gay Family Social Program. It starts with meditation. It starts with awakening that spiritual presence in your heart and then expanding it and growing it and then connecting it to personified abstractions. And God is one of those abstractions. Of course, it is imaginary world. You imagine this. So this is not something that we're going to ask you to test out scientifically. But you will feel it in your heart. It will feel real if you let it. This is a more advanced practice in psychology. And it works. It has worked over thousands of years in human history. It will work for you too. It doesn't work, however, for the men who are sociopathic, psychopathic, and narcissistic. That group of people, they reject it because they don't have psychological development on the level where they can actually feel that connection authentically in their hearts. But the people that are healthy, the people that have not been damaged by society, they have the ability to awaken their hearts, to awaken their spirit, and feel authentically a connection to a divine presence and be empowered by it and protected by it. So if you need more help in that area, please come join us at the Big Gay Family Social Program. The coaching that's inside the program is all spiritual. It's very sensitive to those topics. We're not going to let you be institutionalized by any institution, by any LGBT phony philosophy that rejects divinity. Just the contrary. We're going to empower you with the most beautiful concepts in psychology, in spirituality, including non-duality, which has a different spin on philosophy of spirituality and God. Non-duality takes that to an entirely different level, very advanced from the Hindu tradition, where the absolute, that's what they call it, the absolute as this presence, as this way of integrating yourself with the most advanced philosophy, in my opinion, about beingness, you can empower yourself on a level that is almost difficult to imagine for most people. That there is such level of thinking that is so beautiful, that is so powerful, that I'm even willing to say it can be even more powerful than the connection to God. So there are a lot of choices that you have at your disposal that you can connect yourself to and stay empowered amidst the most difficult moments of your life. And spirituality and religions, including non-duality practices and meditation, those are the way to go. And I'm very happy to teach you that in the future when you join us in the program and if you need some coaching in that area. So don't wait. Bring this empowerment to your life. I'm very happy to help you get there. So join us. Visit the website biggayfamily.com and I'm super excited to be there for you when you need me. And we have all the men that are also spiritually empowered. So just imagine a total transformation of your life going from disempowerment to an extraordinary empowerment, love, and happiness through spiritual practices. 
So visit the website biggayfamily.com and join us. And thank you for listening to the podcast. And I'm excited to talk to you soon in the next podcast. And if you're not a subscriber to my channel, please subscribe and let's learn together. Okay, my friends, talk to you soon. Take care.